This is an ABC podcast. What? Oh. Oh, hey there. Sorry, konnichiwa. I was just having a very quick uh, cat nap. <laughs> Welcome to Animal Sound Safari. Yeah, so when I'm not lying on the ground soaking up the sunshine, I'm Lawrence, your perfect safari guide. We travel across the world to hear some amazing stories about all kinds of super cool creatures. I'm talking little ones, big ones, furry ones, scaly ones. I wonder if you can guess today's animal. Think fur. Think fur balls. <coughs> yeah, yuck. But luckily for us, it's not all gross furballs today. We are actually taking a trip to a really cool country. And we use this, our magical safari mobile, to get there. It travels at warp speed, so it's a uh, pretty awesome ride. Do you know who we're visiting today? All right, I'll stop pussyfooting around. It's the cat. And not just any old feline. We're going to meet a cat that is completely white. It's White Kitty Day here on Animal Sound Safari. And luckily for you, I know heaps of jokes about kitty cats, like this one. How do cats end a fight? I don't know, Lawrence. How do cats end a fight? They hiss, and then they make up. (laughs) I crack myself up every single day. Cats do seem to hiss quite a lot to show they are not happy. But what are cats really like if you live with one? Let's find out. He's really soft, like, under his neck. (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes he's super stubborn if he gets, like, annoyed. His name is Max. He's brown and dark brown on his ears and his tail. And he is very naughty. He only lets me touch him. He only sleeps on my bed. He only eats the food that I give him. He doesn't like his food. When Grandma gives him food, he just sits there, looks at the food, then looks at my Grandma, and then just walks off. They just, like, walk around all the time, like, OK, I'm sitting here for my food, and then it's like, oh, you, do you want to play? It's like, no, I'm waiting for my food, come on. Cats are seven, a point five, and kittens are nine. It seems like cats are the boss in these households. I wonder if white cats are any different. Come to think of it, I've seen a lot of cats in my life, but not many white ones. Where's our animal expert, Laura? I need her help to solve this white cat conundrum. Base to Lawrence, base to Lawrence, do you read? Over. Perfect timing. That's her radioing us from Safari HQ. How you doing? I'm feline fantastic, Lawrence. What have you got for us on white cats? 
Now, I know today you're ready to go safariing to meet a super lucky white cat, but we have to quickly talk first about black cats. The evil, bad, unlucky ones? Yeah, a lot of people do think they're evil. In Germany, if a black cat crosses in front of you from right to left, it's bad luck. In the USA and parts of Europe, black cats were thought to be witches' friends. But in some places, white cats are seen as bad luck. If you were walking to school in Britain, Lawrence, and a white cat crossed your path, you would have a very unlucky day. So some humans link the colour of a cat's fur to whether or not they're good or bad kitties. But I heard that there's a real difference between black and white cats that isn't their fur colour. You're right again, Lawrence. One thing that does make white cats a bit different from other cats is that some of them are born deaf. Deaf? So they couldn't hear me when I say, here kitty, kitty, kitty. No, they couldn't. But how will I tell them I love them? You could teach them sign language. Some people have taught their white cats to sign so that they can communicate with their kitties. Words like, come here, food, or even dance, kitty, dance. So when you're meeting your lucky white cat on safari today, Lawrence, I'd love you to remember that even though white cats are a bit different to other cats, part of the reason we might feel they're good or lucky is because of the way we think about the colour of their fluffy white coats. Yeah, I guess you're right. This briefing has definitely given me pause for thought, Laura. I'm not kidding around. Over and out. Over and out. We need to get going because we can't keep the kitty cat waiting. They're quite the uh, perfectionists. <laughs> you, you, you see what I did there? I made a pun with the purr because that's the sound the cats make. Our special white cat lives in a country where teachers are called sensei. And the word for school is gakko. That means we're going to Japan. Woohoo! Let's crank up the Magic Safari Mobile. Belt on and hold on to your bento boxes. Whoa! Whoa! Speed! Oh, this is crazy. We're going faster than the bullet trains. Okay, okay, we're almost there. Hey, that was smoother than normal. Good work, Lawrence. Okay, out we get. Welcome to Japan, the home of the samurai, sushi, and lots of cats. There are more than nine and a half million cats here. That's unbelievable. So right now we're in Tokyo, the capital of Japan. Check out all the people. The bright neon signs. Ooh, there's some flashing lights. You know, it kind of reminds me of a computer. Speaking of, why did the cat sit on the computer? To keep an eye on the mouse, of course. <laughs> anyway, we need to find out about a white cat. Here to tell us more is our Japanese cat expert, Ayako. Konnichiwa, Ayako-san. Konnichiwa, Lawrence. Konnichiwa is how to say hello in Japanese. Konnichiwa. Nice work. There is something I want to show you. Look across the road. Can you see the small cat in the shop window? Small cat there, small cat there. Wait, did you mean the cat statue? Yes. 
white body and its red collar with a little cute golden bell. Oh, and its arm moving up and down and up and down. Meow, meow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that how cats say meow in Japan, Ayako? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's try it together. Ready? Yeah, yeah. And the word for cat is neko, right? That's right. Neko. Great. So, Ayako, why is that waving white cat so important? This cat is called the beckoning cat or maneki neko. The maneki neko. And it's beckoning. So, it's not saying hello, it's saying come over here? That's right. The maneki neko lives in the front door of restaurants, supermarkets, and shops all over Japan because its arm is saying, hey you, come inside my cool store. But how did the maneki neko become a lucky charm, Ayako? Well, for this story, we have to travel back in time, long before electricity, computers, and robots, to a place called Gotokuji Temple, just south of Tokyo. Gotokuji Temple is home to a lonely Buddhist monk. Let's call him Koki. One day, a small white cat comes to the temple looking for food. Even though Koki is poor and doesn't really have enough food for himself, he welcomes the cat and feeds her. Hey, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, that's so nice. Does she have a name? Let's call her Hanako. Koki and Hanako become great friends. Every day, they wake early for morning prayers. Koki then makes fish, rice, and miso soup for their breakfast together. Man, now I'm getting hungry. That's one well-looked-after kitty cat. As Koki goes about his chores, Hanako follows him everywhere. Life is much better for the monk now. He has a little friend. But then, one afternoon, thunder rumbles. And a bolt of lightning crackles across the hill. A big storm is about to hit the temple. Koki calls, Hurry, Hanako! We must close the doors and windows of the temple. I bet Hanako doesn't want any rain on her fur. The sky opens just as Koki closes the last temple window. But when he looks around, he can't see Hanako anywhere. No! Where did she go? Hanako is caught in the rain outside and hides under a small shrine. She squints through the rain and she sees a strange shape under a tree in the distance. It's a man on a horse seeking shelter under the tree. A bolt of lightning flashes through the darkness and Hanako sees the man is a samurai. A Japanese warrior. The thunder grows louder. The lightning flashes brighter. The tree sways in the wind. If the lightning strikes the tree though, the samurai and his horse will be toast. That's right. So Hanako raises her right paw and tries to get the samurai's attention. Through the rain, the samurai lord sees a small white cat and it looks like she's telling him to come inside the temple gates. But he looks away. Hanako keeps beckoning to the samurai. She won't give up. And she says, nya nya, to get his attention. Finally, the samurai shrugs his shoulders. He trots over to the temple on his horse. And just then, a massive lightning bolt cracks through the clouds towards the earth. 
the lightning hits the very tree the samurai had been using for shelter, it split in half and it's on fire. Whoa! Now that would have been a catastrophe. Hanako leads the samurai to the temple door. Koki opens the door and sees Hanako is all right. He scoops her up in his arms. The samurai says to Koki, Good monk, is this your cat? Yes, my cat and my friend, Koki replies. Well, she just saved my life. She did for real. Go Hanako. The samurai ties up his horse, then follows Koki into the temple. As the storm rages overhead, the monk, samurai and the cat sit together and dry themselves by the fire. Many hours later, the storm finally passes. The samurai goes outside and ties his horse and gets ready to leave. He thanks the monk and gives Hanako a pat. Thank you for saving my life, little cat. From that day forward, the powerful samurai lord told everyone he met about the Gotokuji temple, the wise monk and the little white cat that saved his life. Visitors came from far and wide to see for themselves. They all wanted to meet the wise monk and the special cat, bringing food and money and donations. The temple wasn't poor anymore. There was more than enough fish for both of them. Hanako brought the temple good luck. She definitely did. Hanako lived a long and happy life, and when she died, Koki the monk made a small statue of her and placed it at the entrance to the temple. A white cat with red collar, golden veil, and one paw raised. The Maneki Neko! That's right! Now homes and shops all across Japan, Asia and the world have the Maneki Neko to help bring them good luck. So, Lawrence, next time you see the beckoning cat, you know why she's waving to you. So, she really is the cat's meow. Thank you, Ayako. Doitashimashite. You're welcome, Lawrence. Enjoy the rest of your safari, and I hope to see you in Japan again soon. We've got lots more amazing animal stories to tell. See you next time. Nya-nya! Let's hop back on the safari mobile. It's time to file our mission report, and I'm feline good. Lawrence to base, Lawrence to base, do you read? Laura, are you there? Hello? Laura? Oh, you've got to be kidding me. What? Oh, um, sorry, Lawrence. <laughs> I was just having a quick cat nap and forgot the time. <sighs> are you... Are you ready to file your report? You bet. Okay, so the reason people in Japan think cats, particularly white ones, are lucky is because a little white cat once saved a powerful lord's life. Now shops all over the world have these little figurines that are beckoning, not waving, to bring them good luck and fortune. What a ratty claw safari, Lawrence. Laura, did you really just say ratty claw instead of radical to make a cat pun? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I did. <sighs> that is just appalling. I think mine was better. But you did do a great job in this safari, Lawrence. So now you get to hear a golden cat fact. 
Are you ready? Oh, I was born ready, Laura. It's often said that if cats had thumbs, they would take over the world because they'd be able to operate a can opener. And some cats called polydactyl cats do have thumbs. What? All right, I'm Googling this right now. Polydactyl. I really hope I spelled this right. Whoa, they do have thumbs. This is the start of a cat takeover. Yeah, they're known as the mitten kittens, which I think would make a really cool name for our cat band. Yeah, okay, what are we waiting for? I've been practising my music. (laughs) I'll see you back at base for rehearsal, Laura. Over and out. Radiclaw, over and out. Did you enjoy the whole kitten caboodle of today's safari? I know I did. This podcast is made by some cool cats at ABC Audio Studios. Thanks to our guest Ayako Iwasaki, our junior animal experts Willow, Evie, Tiffany and Bruno from Dulwich Hill Primary School, animal expert and author Laura Jean McKay, writer Samantha Turnbull, cat lover, creator and producer Emma Gibbs, our cat queen supervising producer Kyla Slavin and executive producer Justine Kelly, and Admiral of Animal Podcasts, Kelly Reardon. So that's it for today's Animal Sound Safari. If you've got a cat-loving friend who you think would like this episode, tell them to have a listen. And make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single adventure. Until next time, I'm Lawrence, and this is Animal Sound Safari. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.